0: hello everyone welcome to the dsm Culture Cast podcast where we interview leaders and creators in greater des moines arts culture food and philanthropy scenes i'm luke Manderfeld with dsm magazine today i'm joined by tiffany johnson artistic director with pyramid theater company and mark pullen an actor with the des moines community playhouse both are involved in a new show called a love offering a first in a partnership between pyramid theater and the playhouse It opens Friday, June 4th, and runs through June 20th. Tiffany and Mark talk about the upcoming performance, what their roles mean to them, the excitement of performing in front of people, and more. If you missed our last episode, we chatted with Larissa Cable, a local artist, about her upcoming exhibition, what she's been up to lately, and her background in creating. As always, if you want to listen to more episodes like this one, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. We are wherever you get your audio. Also, be sure to check out more great content on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, enjoy the rest of this conversation. I'm here with Tiffany Johnson and Mark Pullen. Thanks for joining me today. How are you both doing?
1: Doing great.
2: Good, Luke. Good to be here.
0: It's it's great to be here with both of you. And I want to go over a lot with you today. But first, I'd like to give our audience a brief overview of a love offering. In your words, what story is being told? Uh, tiffany maybe you want to take this one
2: um a love offering is a story uh, that takes place in the setting of a assisted living facility and it's in the present day um and it literally talks about themes like how we show up for each other um in in these type of different spaces um it is a difficult situation when you're dealing with a loved one who is fighting something like Alzheimer's dementia um, and the caregiving that has to take place around that. Um, Not only the caregiving from the family aspect, but the caregiving from the caregivers aspect. And this play really does tap into Um, a very marginalized and underrepresented group of people in our community, which are our caregivers Um, and what they are subjected to um, what they have to do. And in order to provide care and concern for people in these difficult times, it also gives you an opportunity to see the family dynamic and how it creates family controversy when loved ones become ill and, and have to be placed in these situations. And then it also, Sheds light on how are we having these discussions and conversations in the space with these people that we care about and love, uh, and care and love, but sometimes forget because they are ill or have dementia or have things like that that they are still emotionally affected by the energy or discontent that may be in a space. And are we remembering um, to value them still as human beings as opposed to um, thinking that they're just in the room to be cared for Um, so it kind of deals with all kinds of things in that way and it does talk about the um it does kind of dive into the social dynamics or economic dynamics dynamics of caregiving as well Um, we have mark who plays mr turner in the play who is a 73 year old man in the caregiving situation and we have the character of miss georgia who is just a few short years younger than this character of Mr. Turner at 67 years old and the different dynamic of what has to happen in a a cross community wise this this woman who very well is in the situation to need care is still in a position because of her economic status to have to provide it
0: yeah so it seems like there's just a lot of layering of themes and different things to uh pay attention to throughout the show Mm -hmm. uh Mark what is your role uh it sounds like uh, it's a unique role because you don't have a lot of lines to speak, but you're also in most of the you know scenes.
1: That's correct. I play Mr. Turner, who is in the in the hospital bed or the nursing home bed uh, with Alzheimer's. I have a younger brother who is in a care facility, who uh, is dealing with Parkinson's and on onco- oncoming dementia. So I'm pattering the way I portray the character sort of after the experiences that my brother's having as we speak. Uh, One of the things that's very important to remember that we tend to forget is even though a person may appear to be asleep and totally unresponsive, they hear and sometimes see conversations that are going on that uh, the people who are around them in the room don't realize they're being heard by him. And uh, it can be very upsetting. I try to uh, mix being obviously awake with my eyes open, looking around with lying quietly in the bed and not moving at all, except maybe fidgeting a little bit. Cause I'm getting worked up over what I'm here. That's, that's the way I'm trying to play the role of the, the two nurses aides that work on me and help me are uh, very important characters in my life in that hospital. And the fact that my son and my daughter are not in complete agreement on what should be done, uh, where I should be uh, is is very realistic. Some families uh, really do kind of come apart when one wants to be in the nursing home. One doesn't want to be in the nursing home. One wants it in their home. One wants it in the other person's home. Uh, those kind of discussions do take place. And people sometimes get quite emotional about it.
0: Yeah. Mark, how did you hear about the role? Uh, obviously, I'm sure you're interested in it because of that personal touch you, you uh, talked about.
1: I, I got a call from uh, Katie down at the playhouse. Uh, asking me if I would be interested in performing that role uh, in conjunction with the Pyramid Theater. And I was very excited to to have this opportunity because I have attended several of the Pyramid shows in prior years and they're always very well done. And I know I've been around the playoffs for the last 20 plus years uh, fairly regularly. Most of my stuff was backstage help scene construction and that. But I have been in a number of plays during those years and uh, I think I got that role because I am older <laughs> and uh, Katie knows who I am and so she offered me this wonderful opportunity. That,
2: and it was a pleasure for me to get to know you too, Mike.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the people that, uh, they're, the whole cast is, is a marvelous group of people. We've become, I think, a well-oiled team <laughs>
0: Good to hear. Well, I want to talk about this partnership, Tiffany, between the Pyramid Theater and the Des Moines Playhouse. How did this come together?
2: So Katie and I have always talked about the potential of being able to co-produce something um, from when she took over as artistic director at the Playhouse. Um, and before that, I was a, the only that I know of female artistic director in the city. And it was nice to have somebody um, to join forces with at that point. And we always had desi- had a desire because we're really good friends as well to try to um, see what we could do to um, expand our audiences and the conversations that could happen um, with us trying to cross pollinate our audiences at times, um, giving us opportunities to have larger community dialogue and discussions and conversations, things that we actually can take back into our communities and that will work well um, for us. Bridging the gap of misunderstandings that happen in everyday life for us, Um, living in a very marginalized place as a person of color, you know, um, oftentimes we don't have the platforms and opportunities to open up and have these discussions. Art is a really great vehicle to be able to utilize in order to uh, create the infrastructure for these conversations to happen. And so we thought it was a great thing for us to find something that spoke to both audiences um, that we could work on together and that we could discover um, in the process of collaborating what works, what doesn't work, and how those things show up actually in our communities. Also, Um, it gives us a really great opportunity to figure out how we can use art to speak to things and to... um, do a calling in of sorts for us to be able to have greater understandings for one another.
0: Yeah, and as as I understand it, it's a three-year partnership, correct?
2: Yes, we are committed to uh, doing more than one partnership together. We knew the first one was going to be Um, testing the waters especially coming out of the pandemic Um, so we knew that was going to be like finding out how it works Um, but we didn't want to just say we're going to just do a one and done we wanted to make a commitment to each other Um, we truly do want to emulate how we want our um, hope that we can get our communities to function um, committing to things for a long term and knowing that there's work to be done and things to learn and discover but be committed to that process
0: I think another interesting element to this, to a love offering, is it's the first in-person performance from Pyramid Theater since August 2019, so almost two years. I guess, how does that make you feel that you're finally on stage in, in front of a crowd?
2: It is a really 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 hopeful feeling that i have inside because when the pandemic hit it was really scary for for theater across the nation um but especially for a small nonprofit that had just started you know getting its legs um wondering how we were going to you know survive the impact and not only that but how are we going to reemerge um it's a little i will say you know it gets a little angsty as well, too, as I know um, that a lot of people in, in the Black community are um, feel very different about the vaccine uh, process and, and the return to things as normal. Um, and I think we kind of have a different algorithm going um, across culturally with how we're feeling about it. So it's kind of just, so it, it, there's a little anxiety about that, too, but there's also just the, the knowing that human beings being in space together is imperative. It is essential to life. It is something that has to be able to happen. And we want to encourage people to start safely um, taking those opportunities to be together again.
0: And I'm sure for you, Mark, being on the stage, you, you shared with me, you had a little bit of nerves. Uh, you have a little bit of nerves going into opening night, but I'm sure they're, they're excitement nerves, good nerves.
1: Yes, indeed. Excitement is what I feel. It's always, it's different having people in an audience watching, and you get feedback from that audience, which tends to feed into making a better performance than maybe you've done before. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I, yeah, I'm
1: I'm eagerly anticipating this. It's been uh, it's been great working with uh, the two ladies who are my aides, uh, and they're very different. Uh, one is supposed to be my aide, and the other is is a, an aide that I have known her family for years. And uh, it's turning out there may have been some racial parts of my life, racist parts of my life that uh, I was not really attuned to. But I'm, I'm learning now what it was like then.
2: And there's just a lot to digest in this play period, you know, to to Jonathan's credit, Jonathan Norton, the playwright here, he just, he didn't hone in on one issue in this play. He just kind of thrust you into several difficult issues that we live with as a community on a day to day basis. Um, So literally you know, there's racism, there's elderly abuse, that topics that are dealt with in this play. There's tribulations of being a caregiver. There's there's like a lot of different layers. And then there's religion and incarceration and the foster care system and single motherhood. There's so many different themes that are addressed in this play, but it so emulates life because all of these things are happening in each person's world on an everyday basis. And one may not know what the other is dealing with in their life, but they all end up in the same space together. And how do those backstories fuel how they interact with each other in real space? You know?
0: Sure. I'll I'll end on this question for both of you. What are you most looking forward to uh, for opening night and then for the, the run of show, Tiffany, we can start with you.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing these incredible performers get out there and tell a story you know, there there are performative plays, there are musicals, and there are, there are drama storytellers plays is what I call them. And this is a storyteller's play. And I'm just excited because all of the artists involved here are incredible. Um, and I'm excited to see them just hit the stage and just take the audience on the journey and be unwilling to let them off to the end. And I hope the audience receives the provocation that this play should give them and also the understandings that it should provide for them um i hope they get it all
0: and mark what about you
1: i i'm just uh, so excited to have this opportunity to to work with uh sean and jackie and heaven and courageous and tiffany and katie as directors and the other people who are in the background of this show uh, putting it all together it's just been a marvelous experience getting to know three of the cast members I had never met before this show I had never met Tiffany before this show but I did know Ken Mack who was instrumental with Tiffany in in the beginning of Pyramid but Jackie I've known since she was a little girl Uh, so it's been fun being able to uh, reacquaint and get acquainted with this group of people to put together this this tremendously important story it uh like like tiffany said it it covers almost every situation that you can occur in in the course of life and uh it's a play that you need to listen to to understand what's all being what the story is all that's being told
0: Well, thanks to both of you. And uh, everyone who's listening, please check out A Love Offering. It opens on June 4th, Friday night. Uh, But you can go check out all of the show times on dmplayhouse.com. There's uh, ticket information there and some, you know, bio information too if you want to learn more about the people in the play. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.